Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hey everyone, this is Megan Hillica. Welcome to another episode. I have been thinking about anxiety. Obviously, I think about it a lot. Um, and I think anyone who is experiencing anxiety knows that it's not fun to live with, that it's a huge hindrance in your life, and how it's a problem <laughs> that they would love to not have, right? And I'm not sure um, people realize how much it can affect their life. I guess I didn't realize it myself until I was not living under the cloud of anxiety any longer. So I want to go over all the ways that I see anxiety stealing from moms. Um, I want to think of this from a way that if you keep living with anxiety, the anxiety takes away from you monetarily, physically, mentally, emotionally. It takes away from you in time and everything else. I'm just going to share about different categories and then the things I see inside of those buckets. So I hope you'll listen all the way to the end, especially if this strikes a chord with you or maybe you get angry at me. (laughs) I don't really know, but I'm not here to not get you angry at me. I'm here to show you how this is hurting your life. And so then you can get the right assistance and support so you can take back control of the anxiety that's ruining your life. So let's talk about the first one. Um, Let's talk about the money, the money that it is taking from you, since money is always a factor if someone wants to take action on getting rid of anxiety for good. So let's talk about how much money it's costing you to keep managing and dealing with anxiety in your life. And I want to say that I say all of this from a place of the belief that it's possible to get rid of anxiety. So Maybe you're sitting here and you're listening and you're like, hey, you're saying all this stuff, but you're saying it to someone, you know, as I believe that there's nothing I can do about it. This is my only option. So if you can, um, from this point forward, from just right now, while you listen to this with the idea that it's possible to completely get rid of anxiety. So this means it doesn't even show up like it's not there. Everything that you experience up until this point of anxiety it doesn't show up. So I want to talk about all the things that we do to manage the anxiety with the belief that we have to manage it. And so I'm going to share if you don't have to manage it. These are all the things that are taking your money right now. So first of all, therapy bills. Um, If you are going to therapy for anxiety, I've talked to many, many people who have gone to therapy for anywhere from one year to 10 years to 20 years, whatever, however long to deal with anxiety, to manage it, to be able to function. That's a lot of money. Let's do some quick math for one year of therapy and then 10 years of therapy. 
let's say the average session is $150 and most people go once a week. So let's minus 10 weeks or 10 sessions just because weeks can get missed. So if there's 52 weeks in a year, and if we minus 10, we have 42 weeks. And then if we times that 42 weeks times $150, that's $6,300 for one year. So that's just for one year of therapy trying to manage anxiety. And then if it ends up being 10 years, we times that by 10, 10 years of therapy is $63,000. So this is just a very a little example at very first glance of the money that anxiety is costing you with just trying to manage it. But that doesn't add in anxiety medication, something that you have to take it for the rest of your life. This adds up some daily pill that you have to take. And I actually have no idea how much this costs. But if you take it, you know, and how stressful that gets then say if you don't have insurance or, you know, have to change the dosage, whatever, but add this on as another monetary cost. But then there are other things that don't, they don't seem like they're costing you actual money. But if we think about it, they are. For example, if anxiety or trauma are keeping you from being able to work, this cycle will continue until you get rid of the anxiety or trauma. So there's a huge cost in no income, in that loss of income, not being able to work, and then there's also this cost of all the feelings that come with this not being able to work or provide for yourself, the shame, the judgment, the pain, the sadness, the loss, the grief of all of that. It's all a price you pay. Um, and not being able to work put, can put you in this cycle of like, how do I, you know, how, what do I do first? Do I try to get a job where I can't function and I can't work? Or do I deal with try to manage this so then I can get a job, which is a very challenging place to be. And so when we're thinking that it takes years and years and years, it can be even more overwhelming and more scary and challenging. So let's talk about health, um, the way it's costing you and stealing from you in your in terms of your health. When you're body is in a state of fight or flight. It doesn't have um, the, the capacity to function at full capacity and efficiency. Let's think of an animal that's being hunted in the wild. So if there's an animal that's being chased, is it sleeping? Is it resting? Is it eating? Is its body digesting or healing? Absolutely not. And when your body is in the same state of stress and overwhelm and seeing threats and dangers everywhere, it is also not healing, not digesting, not resting or functioning at full capacity. So then the health problems that come are also stealing from your life, your health, and all the money you put into trying to get your health back. So this is what I see. So somebody has a physical symptom like I now have issues with my gut or I'm exhausted, I'm so tired, whatever it is. And we're just kind of like, okay, I need to deal with this thing. So maybe you're trying different diets, nutritionists, doctors, exercise, you're trying to get better sleep. You're trying to take better care of your physical body. 
And yet, you haven't dealt with the thing that would move the needle the most if you haven't touched anxiety, if you haven't gotten rid of anxiety. So if the anxiety is still there, you can do all of these things um, that you're doing to heal and get better, but they're not able to work at the full capacity and the extent they would be if your body was out of this stressed out overwhelmed state. So if you got rid of anxiety first, all these things you're doing to try heal would work so much better. Does that make sense? So not only is it costing you in your health, it's costing you in all the money you're putting in to try to get your health back. Okay, so let's talk about relationships because having deep connected relationships is one of the biggest gifts that we can have as a human. All of us long for and need this connection. And we, we really need it with another human. Anxiety can certainly get in the way with this, whether it's through social anxiety or the anxiety is so intense that it's like this big wall that stops you from connecting with others. It truly ruins relationships. So again, if we can think back to an animal in the wild that's being chased, that's effectively what your unconscious mind is thinking with anxiety. Um, so this animal in the wild, is it resting and snuggling with its mate um, if it's being chased? Absolutely not. And so when your unconscious mind is reading threat and danger and all of these real or imagined threats, there's no time for resting and snuggling with your mate or taking time to go have coffee and connect with a friend. There is no time for that. It is the same way with us as humans. If our mind is so stressed out and protecting us from danger, there's no space in connecting and being present with others. It's not that you wouldn't want to or don't want to. It's actually a wired response in your body that's keeping you from doing that because it makes sense, right? If there's a danger, there's no resting. There's no relaxing. <laughs> there's no way you can. So I was thinking about that in terms of relationships like with your spouse or your friends or family, whatever. But let's not forget about your relationship with your kids if you have any kids. No matter how much you want to be present and connected with your kids, if you're dealing with anxiety, your mind will be preoccupied, even if you try to hide it or, or ignore it. And if you have dealt with anxiety, you know this. I don't even have to tell you this. You already know that it just takes away from being connected or enjoying the moment because your mind is so wrapped up in whatever anxiety, however anxiety is showing up for you. But then if you're dealing with anxiety, kids are, your kids are always learning. They catch on to the vibrations, the way you act. And if the way you act is all driven by anxiety, then they start to take on anxiety for themselves. Someone I just met shared a story about these kids who live in a bubble in another country, as there is a huge wealth gap between the wealthy and poor. And she said that she watched a little girl go out into the street and almost have a panic attack because she was told the streets were so dangerous and those people are scary and all of those things. And all of our own fears get passed down to our kids. 
And I know the things that you fear the most, the things that the anxiety that keeps you trapped, I know you wouldn't wish that on your kids ever. I know you don't want your kids to experience that. And so it really is up to us to be that uh, that um, chain breaker to stop that passing down of anxiety from us to our kids. So let's talk about quality of life. Do you think your mind cares if you're in survival mode or thriving? Do you think your mind cares if you're happy or sad, anxious or not? It does not. It currently thinks that the more anxiety you have, the more you will be safe. And so if mind continues to think that there's no way you'll get out of anxiety or stop it because it's fully understanding that the more anxious you are, then the more safe you are. And that's what it's trying to do is to try to protect you. It's number one priority is to keep you safe and alive. And as long as you are surviving and you're alive, mind sees it as a win. But do you really want to just survive your whole life? There's so much more to life than just surviving. There's so much more to life than just being terrified every single day and anxiety taking all of your energy from you. It really takes so, so much away from you. And the last little one, I know there's so many more, um, but the last part of how anxiety is stealing from you is it takes away your time. Have you ever experienced where you're going to get some things done, you have your day planned, you're going to do all these things, and then something happened that triggered anxiety in you. And suddenly, (laughs) the whole day is ruined. You're just sitting on the couch, staring at the wall. You can't function anymore. Yes, I've experienced that before too. (laughs) And anxiety takes away your time. Whether it's an idleness or inability to focus or to function or to be efficient with tasks because your mind is so scattered and jumping around. Or even the effort you might put into avoiding situations that might trigger you or cause you to be more anxious. So let me say that one one more time. That it takes away from you because so much effort may be put in to avoiding situations that might trigger you or cause you to be more anxious. Okay, I know... (laughs) All of these things can kind of be depressing and maybe you're feeling a bit hopeless after all this. I know I shared a lot of like heavy things, but I don't want to share all this and just leave you without a way to deal with it. I share all these to show you the seriousness of the situation of dealing with anxiety. It's not something you just have to accept and don't need to do anything about as there are certainly ways that can make this so much better. I'm hosting a free call. It's called the three biggest myths about anxiety that are keeping anxious moms stuck in it. In this call, I'll share the three biggest myths. And I'll also share how you can get rid of anxiety for good quickly, easily and effectively. You can go to www.getridofanxietyforgood.com and you can register for this free call. If you've been dealing with anxiety on a daily or weekly basis, you will not want to miss this call. Again, get rid of anxietyforgood.com. And I forgot to share earlier, but I wanted to share a little experience from 
the moms I've been working with, here's what one mom has to say. She says, before the loss of my son to suicide, I had not known anxiety to the extent I experienced after his death. As a health professional, I knew how to calm my nervous system through movement and the senses, and this did help, although for a long time, it was like starting over on a daily basis. Then I had an episode for three days where I could not sleep because my throat closed up every time I fell asleep and it felt like I was suffocating. I thought I was going to die. I didn't know that anxiety could manifest in this way. I had good help from friends who work with anxiety, also from a body movement perspective, and the anxiety did subside, so I no longer felt like I was going to die and I could sleep for longer at a time. But the anxiety kept showing up and it was very exhausting and debilitating to be in this state of alarm. Then I had the opportunity to work with Megan and this has helped me so much and cleared the anxiety. Friend, take a step now to dealing with anxiety, getting rid of it for good. It's stolen enough from you, don't you think? Let's get you taking your power back from it so you can get in the driver's seat of your life again. So again, go to getridofanxietyforgood.com and join for this free call. See you next week, my friends. Take care. Bye-bye. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Gravy Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for Gravy Moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk, knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.